All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to The Spoken. Spoken. And this is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here in the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking? And we are glad to finally be back here. It feels like it's been two weeks. That's because it has been, in fact, two weeks since we've been in here. Uh, Yeah, I think life sometimes, as we're getting older now, because Trevor's actually going to be turning 30 very soon. Yeah. We all know what that uh, whole age thing does to us, and life sometimes sometimes comes at us quick. And life is over. The first time, I think that was (laughs) that's the first uh, week we've missed in our first 14 14 weeks. So. Uh, kind of weird, kind of strange, not doing a show last Friday, but we're back. That's the point, and we'll, we'll go ahead and blame Lance on that. Yeah, we can we can go ahead and do that. I'll uh, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll hold the L temporarily until we get to hold this L because I'm not holding it tonight. I promise you that. There's some really good ones this week, but we'll see. We got some good topics to get at. Uh, I want to gloss over them a few minutes for just a couple minutes to get a couple of these out of the way real fast. Um, as some of you may have heard, or most of you maybe heard, uh, the Kansas Kansas City is actually going to get the 2023. NFL draft. I'm assuming, you know, a lot of people have been asking, uh, where is it going to be? Where are they going to hold it? I'm imagining it's going to probably be at Union Station, uh, mm. kind of like where they had the yeah. Royal Celebration for the, the World Series in 2015. Well, we, have, we have four years, man, to prepare for it. So who knows if they're going to build any more infrastructure to help, uh, you know, yeah. hold more bodies. Who well, knows? I know they, they, they also planned ahead, and I think that's around the same year the airport will be finished. And I think it's going to finish just right before uh, actually the NFL draft begins. So I, I think that's perfect timing on Kansas City's behalf. So we'll see on, on where they actually host it. But I, I I mentioned to Lance, I was like, they can hold it to where uh, the Royals held their, uh, their parade. Yeah, Union the, Station. The Union Station. It held over 100,000 people. So I'm sure that's that's well over. I, I think I it's going to be, yeah. I mean, the way it, I didn't expect it, I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't think that Kansas City was going to be getting an NFL draft anytime soon. But now that I've thought about it, I'm like, We've been paying our dues for a while in Kansas City when it comes to the Chiefs. Going to that London game, giving up a home game at Arrowhead to yeah. play the Detroit Lions, even though we smashed the shit out of them in that game. I think it was 45-10. to 10. Did we yeah. go like on a winning streak after Yes, that? after that we went on like a six-game like winning a, streak. Yeah. That well, was I mean, great. Nashville but, can get it, man. We can we can definitely. And that's why I'm glad you brought that up. We're a bigger city than that by far. So uh, Nashville at last year's draft, they made over $130 million in city gonna, revenue. Yeah, this city's going to go nuts. So yeah. this is going to be huge for us. And, and 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 Kansas City has to get that airport done beforehand because yeah. there's no way in hell they're going to be able to use KCI Airport the way it is right oh, now and have the NFL oh, draft. No, they're no going to be utilizing other parts of town too, like you know the, the Power and Light area and Westport probably a little more and – the street court yeah, needs to be up, upgraded for right. sure. Because uh, we're not ready for that yet. We have, good thing we got some time. Yeah, to, good thing to, we have a couple years to where the yeah, airport can be actually completed and stuff like that. It's so, just crazy to see Kansas City, Cleveland, and Tennessee getting NFL drafts within love, a five-year span. That's just crazy, man. I like I like the little system. I like what they're doing. Uh, I like how they're going little city, big city, little yeah. city, big city. I mean, 2022, we still don't know what's going to happen, but they're saying it's – more than likely going to be a big city and they're Los thinking, Angeles. They're thinking, well, they're thinking Boston. They're thinking, uh, I think it was Pittsburgh. So they're Boston thinking doesn't big, need it. Boston, they win but too much. They, don't. they were even talking about, they were even talking about how like it could be international. And I wouldn't like that just for the fact that if it's in Europe, you're talking 
they'd have to have the draft at like 6 a.m. for it to make sense for it to be here at prime time. So that makes no sense to do. And Mexico, I mean, I guess my whole thing is, is that I feel like pulling the NFL and and, and as many events as possible outside of the States doesn't really make sense to me because one, we don't have a team anywhere else outside of, you know, the United States and two, Mm. you know, the the majority of your fan base is in America. So you want people to be able to get to those games, those things, those events. So that's one thing the NFL and MLB have, which is, I mean, it's awkward Mm -hmm. because no other teams come here, bring their, their league games to other countries. Exactly. Uh, I think preseason, uh, I would I would not disagree for a preseason game to be played in Mexico, to be played in London. Mm. It's preseason, you know what I mean? Like here in America, we don't care about preseason. Let give those games to international countries who want an NFL game, right? And like that, you can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I'm just really glad that the Chief, that the Kansas City is finally getting an NFL draft. Something like this is very big. I do think having Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City does help that a little bit. But I do think at the same time, the Chiefs have been paying their dues. Like I said, having ha- taking away games at Arrowhead, which is very huge, um, to give that up for a game in London was big. And I think that the Chiefs deserve this. I think Kansas City deserves this. And I'm really looking forward to being a part of that when that time comes. But like Trevor said, we got a long way to go. Yeah, we got a lot of things to do before that. So it's exciting uh, as hell, though, man. I mean, this this might be the biggest thing the city's ever encountered. So the thing I think about the the closest would probably be the 2012 All Star game. The yeah, yeah, yeah. All Star game that was huge. I was super stoked on that. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was was here. Like there was a bunch of big time like out of nowhere too. The the sad thing about that is uh, that's the year I was stationed in Oklahoma. Like that's the my very first year, so I wasn't able to come here. Mm-hmm. I think a lot so of this has pissed, to do too with this city's finally starting to kind of get some like celebrity recognition, you know, with Paul Rudd and Sudeikis and David you know, Kochner. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? The heavyset guy. Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, uh, Stone Street. Yeah, Eric Stone right. Street. Yeah. They've been really, and they've been getting a lot of like exposure on like NFL Network and mm-hmm. ESPN. Stone Street's, Stone Street's been on the Rich Eisen show a ton of times, you know, and they're like good buddies. So they've been really talking up this city a lot. And, we're kind of becoming one of those yeah. those talked about cities, yeah. especially with Mahomes being in town now. Yeah. So we already hosted two All Star games. We hosted the yeah. uh, MLB All Star game, and then we also hosted MLS All Star game. So right. yeah, man. So I mean, I love it. It, it, was, it feels it, good, man. So it good, was it was time. Good things are going on in Kansas City right now, and and to segue into that, uh, something really good in Can- in Lawrence potentially happened today, as we found out that uh, D'Souza from the Jayhawks has actually been cleared to. Uh, play uh he's actually been eligible ruled eligible by the ncaa which yeah, means yeah. he can play next season which i believe would be his third year of eligibility because he did play his freshman year yeah um so he would be able to play next season if he chooses to that's the key about all this though obviously it's great news to know that he's going to be able to play he should have never been uh sat from the yeah, from playing last year he disobeyed the slavery laws yeah, yeah you know and, and and meanwhile we got guys like eaton uh, right. Playing for Arizona, uh, while they have wiretaps of Sean Miller, his head coach at the time, saying that they are paying him tens of thousands of right, dollars right. to play there, but yet he still finished out his college career anyway. Um, D'Souza is going to, uh, from my point of view, I think he's going to probably play at KU next season. Um, I did talk to a couple KU fans today, and some of them are a little concerned that he might go international for a year and then get drafted into the NBA at 20 mm-hmm. years old or 21 years old, which makes total sense if you think about it, because you can go get paid. For sure. You're going to be a big fish in a small pond. You make, make half, a, you know, half a mil for a yeah, year. Yeah, and I, sure. I wouldn't blame him at all. I would just really hope that he chooses to – selfishly as a, as a Jayhawk fan, that he, yeah. would, he would stay here because with that front court oh, they yeah, will man. have next year – I mean, you're talking about three monsters in the front in the front court oh, yeah. with him and Azabuki and Cortland or Cortwood, I believe. Just him and Azabuki alone, man. Yeah. Owning, I mean, that'll be fun to watch. I hope yeah. he, yeah, I hope everything gets settled where he can stay and finish out that, and obviously 
go pro. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing that pisses. And I think, you know, we talk about having a chip on his shoulder. I definitely think there's gonna be a chip on his shoulder, regardless of where he plays, because of the fact that he knows he was wronged. Mm-hmm. He knows that he should have played college basketball last year. And he also knows that if he would have played college basketball, he's confident in himself enough to think that he would have shown how good he is good enough to the point where he would have got drafted this year. Mm-hmm. So he missed out on millions of dollars as well. Another interesting part of this whole conversation with his, with his situation is, do the Jayhawks have an opportunity or or, or, or um, potential to potentially lo- sue the NCAA because of defamation of character as well for guys like Bill Self and Curtis Townsend? Oh yeah, because of what they drug them through with all these allegations because they came out they were wrong they right. they were not they couldn't stick anything to yeah, these they're guys. trying their hardest to get Bill Self stuck on something yeah for sure so I mean who knows I mean it's really up to it's subjective to who, how, however they want to handle it. Bill Self wants to, you know, go that route. I wouldn't be surprised at all, but I don't know, man. We'll see. I guess it's, uh, I think he just, I think he, if I was him, I would, mm-hmm. you know, if I was Bill Self or any of the other coaches or any of the other, uh, people that were on that list, uh, of, uh, people they were trying to expose. I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, I mean, if you got to think of how frustrating it's got to be also for KU and Bill Self in particular, yeah. because they also lost their streak of, you know, conference championships. Um, they oh, didn't yeah, go. Yeah. Very, they didn't go far into the tournament. So there's, you know, they're thinking like if we would have had a D'Souza, and let's say he was oh, the budding yeah. player that he was, we probably would win the conference. We probably would go further into the into the March Madness. So those are things that they have to think about, and the NCAA should suffer the consequences for that. So if they were to sue or they were to pursue legal action, I can't say I blame them because, like I said, it did cost them potentially their season last year because D'Souza could have been their best player. Yeah, and losing your best player, losing a guy at that magnitude. You know, you can't take that back. Even if he does come back for another year, what you had last year was special because you had guys that won't be here this next year, and therefore you might not right. have that same chemistry, same camaraderie. Vic and other Yeah, other guys, ex- you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so you, those are those are frustrating factors. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, just, I'm just glad that D'Souza is getting his opportunity. Um, whatever he chooses to do, I'm just glad this is finally getting squared away. I, just, I feel bad that he had to sit a year and not be able to play the game he loves and potentially make the money he, sh- he deserved to make this year. But – Moving right back into basketball, actually, guys, I want to talk a little NBA. Let's do it. Because I know Trev and I you know, <laughs> love doing this. And there's, you know, honestly, the, the storylines have been pretty good. I mean, I know the ratings have dropped, and that is because of LeBron not being in the playoffs. Mm. Um, but even so, the storylines have been very interesting, as they always are, because the NBA, like Colin Coward likes to say, it is a lot, it's a lot like a soap opera. There's a lot of drama, there's intrigue, you know, there's, there's a lot of things surrounding the game that people like to talk about. It's juicy, it's a great sport to follow. Um, and the, the biggest story right now in, in, in the playoffs is by far the whole Kevin Durant, uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, debacle, if you will. Right. The fact that they haven't lost a game since he's been injured. Mm. Um, these are things that you have to really consider. And, you know, we've all, I think we've all agreed that KD is going to be gone, uh, after this season. He right. will not be in Golden State more than likely. Yep. And I think the biggest reason why that is guys is because I do believe that the Warriors have shown without Kevin Durant, they are still the best team in the NBA. And I fully expect, regardless of who comes out of the East, they're going to roll and they're going to win another championship. Yeah. And it's going to be without Kevin Durant because they've already said that Kevin Durant will not be playing at least the beginning of the yeah, they're finals. And they're saying Boogie Cousins might be back before he does. They're saying Boogie, right. they're saying Boogie might be ready for game one. And that's insane because that's I thought crazy. he like tore that muscle in his yeah, leg. That's quad. crazy. That was like a month ago, yeah. month, two months ago. Like I thought he was done. Like right. that was done, done. But the point is, is that Kevin Durant, I think once he went down, I talked about this earlier, Eddie. The Warriors finally, for the first time in years, have a chip on their shoulder. It's been since their first championship where they've actually had a chip on their shoulder because of the fact that not only did people say, "Oh, you can't win this," you can't win this one because Kevin Durant's not there, mm. but Clay Thompson 
not getting an all NBA selection yeah, the and it, snub and it, of all snubs, and man. it fucked him over for that max deal. Right. He can't get the super max deal. One of the best stupid a top five two way player in this league. He's a top five two player in this league. There's no question about it. So, I mean, the guy might be outside of Steph Curry, the best shooter, three point shooter in this league, maybe overall shooter. Um, and then he's also one of the best, maybe, you know, top two defenders at that position. So, I mean, I don't know how the hell the guy didn't make any top, uh, you know, any of the all team well, spots. This, it this doesn't is make any think. sense. This is, this is what I think is going on. He should have made it over Blake Griffin, but I know. Blake, Blake Griffin had Blake, a hell of a season, though. He did. Yeah, 25. It was like 25, 10, and 3, 4. I, and I love Blake Griffin. Yeah. I mean, I played a lot like him when I played basketball, so I, I love the way he plays. But I just, I think Clay's the better player. Yeah. So, and it is, he doesn't get that exposure because he's not the guy on the team. You know, Blake's obviously the guy. So his numbers should be a little, you know, better than as far as his production. But I don't know, man. His usage is higher, so the numbers will be there. But I, I, Clay definitely snubbed for sure. This is the problem with why how the NBA is doing things right now. They're going by positions in a positionless basketball uh, era. Mm. We don't play in a position era anymore. Right. And yeah, it's like they're building a top, like a like a squad. Like yeah, they're building a pick and you're picking your five. Yeah, they're going right. point guard, two guard, three, it four, just be, five. Yeah, That's yeah. ridiculous. In yeah. today's NBA, you don't have designated positions anymore. Well, it's just like the MVP. They should follow the, the suit of the MVP they've been doing because it's about who who has the best season, not who's the most valuable anymore. Yeah, they've they've really changed it. It should be best season, and it, we we talked about this for years. It should be who had the best season, you know, best best performance season or whatever, and then most valuable. Yes. So standout, yeah, I, standout yeah. player of the year. Because I, I, I mean, I have no problem with the, the first team five that they picked. Those guys all definitely deserve to be first yes. teamers. Regardless of Max Kellerman saying James Harden didn't belong, I, right. I don't know what he's thinking. Steph absolutely deserves to be a first yes. teamer, and Joe Jokic absolutely deserves yes. Paul George. You know, those guys. I think Kawhi should be a first team, but you know that's yeah. Kawhi this, absolutely balled this, this year. This is man. the first year I think they've really gotten it right. Yeah, no, it was, LeBron, like I, it's hard to pick five, yeah. man. There's LeBron so many damn on, good players. Yeah, because LeBron being on the third team is crazy, but at yeah. the same time, he missed, what, 27 well, yeah. games? It was definitely injury, was it? Yes. Because I, I absolutely 100%, and a lot of people probably disagree, especially the people that hate LeBron, Lakers would definitely be in the playoffs in the race right now. They probably got knocked out in the first or second round just because that team's not that good, but I absolutely 100% believe that they would have been in the playoffs. Yes, there's no question. They were on pace to win 49 right, so his games. his injury obviously is what put him in the third Yeah, team. they were going to win almost 50 games with right. him there with like Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee in yeah. his starting lineup. They were so, the fourth seed. So Right. So, uh, yeah, but to, to get back to the point, I yeah. feel bad for Clay Thompson because of the fact that it was something that had nothing really to do with him as yeah. to why he's not going to be able to be eligible for a Supermax deal anymore. Now, he's still going to make his money. Do you think he, that'll that'll kind of push him out the door to kind no. of stop living in the shadow? I think he, I think no. he kind of thrives in the shadow. I think he's a very yeah. introverted person. He doesn't – I don't think he wants to be the man. Yeah. I he think he's okay with his role. Yes, but, he, but at the same time, I thought that that kind of – I felt kind of felt that way about Kawhi too, and he's still kind of that guy where he's kind of like he doesn't want the spotlight, but he's a superstar. Because I feel Clay has superstar potential, man. Yes. If he was the guy somewhere – you know, because I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think he does thrive where he's at and being the third option, which is scary to say and frustrating <laughs> to say. But. Like, where in the history of the NBA would Clay Thompson right. be a third option on any roster other than right. this you're one? Gonna go, yeah, you're going to go look at some of the best like, scorers and shooters of all time once he's retired. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, he was the third option. <laughs> like, put, like him, <laughs> put him on the 96 Bulls. He oh, is the second option right, on that team. No right. offense to Scottie Pippen, but Clay Thompson is a better scorer than Scottie Pippen, well, I mean, and it's not Tony Kukos was balling out on those Bulls teams. Yes. Imagine Clay Thompson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's my point. So, like, I put mean, him on any other team in the NBA history, and yeah. he is the number two option easily, if not the number one option. So, I mean, I would go as far as to say you put him on the 08 Celtics. He's the number one scoring option on yeah. that team over Paul Pierce, over Rayon, or KG. Because his will, shooting I will, ability I will, is – Oh, absolutely, man. His, yeah. He's I, just I, as good of a three-point shooter in my eyes as Rayon was. Straight up. Oh, it could be better. Yeah, exactly. He definitely could be. Because Rayon was more 
and early in his career, he developed that three pointer as he, I mean, he was always a good shooter, but he developed that three pointer as his career went on because he was more of a high flying cut to the basket, you know, greatest, he's, greatest. People form. forget how much he's to throw down. Dude. Greatest form of all time. Oh, it's, it's it robotic. So that's how, but Clay's just like that. Clay's very robotic. It's, it's the same form yeah. every time he shoots it. And as far as Kawhi, your Kawhi point, I like that because. Here's the thing that I think the reason why he is he's he's still kind of like being a superstar alpha even mm. though he doesn't like that. It reminds me a lot of Tim Duncan, dude. It's because he's in Toronto. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like it's it's a quiet city. It's not in America. That's why I never you know wanted him I mean? to leave like, the Spurs. I thought he was the perfect Spur because he was like a mirror image of what Tim Duncan was. I think it's because he realized that him and Popovich didn't see eye yeah. to eye. Well, there's some shady stuff going on. And I and I think he was done with San Antonio. Yeah. I think he was done with that. City. The whole situation is so odd. It was. Especially with Pop. I mean, Pop's it always was. had a track record of having an open-door policy with his guys and being able to, you know. Right. Who knows? Who knows who, who was really in the wrong? But with the KD situation, too, I know we're trying to move on here, but I know uh, I seen uh, Snoop Dogg was on, uh, I think, Undisputed. And I kind of agreed with him, too, how he feels that this, this injury to KD might be a little more than we than we think. Because it definitely seems a little odd how long it's been taken, man. As a strained calf, he'd think he'd be back by now. It's been, what, two weeks? Yeah. And I mean, and now he, he might not be back before Boogie. They it's said just, two to six weeks, though. Yeah, but I mean, a calf, I've had strained calves from like playing soccer and stuff. And I, I was, you know, it was a week or so yeah. to really be back to normal. But I mean, you think with this training staff and all the, you know, the the shots these guys can get, the recovery, the, I don't know. That's just kind of, I know these are big guys and their well, muscles are the long. Theory? I don't know, man. Like it could just be. I don't know, maybe a little more serious, maybe a, a, a like Achilles bruised, strain, maybe. I was going to say like a bruised Achilles or Right, something. it could be. I think it could be, and they, they're they trying to downplay it a little bit just for PA or PR yeah, just so reasons. just freak out as much. He did, right. he did react like it was a torn Achilles. That's like, what I'm saying. You texted me, I immediately went and looked at the highlights. I was asleep. I, I, dude, I was watching the game live. I thought he tore his, I thought yeah. he tore his Achilles. It looked like he was like, he like felt like he got kicked. He, he looked said. behind him like someone had kicked him. Yeah. It was just uh, weird, man. Yeah. So it was like I was watching the movie Ghost or something. You know? was, <laughs> and he couldn't walk after Damn that. Swayze. Yeah, I know. <laughs> with the strain, you don't. Yeah, it was think, weird. It, it, I, I've never seen that with the strain. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever seen somebody react the way KD react. I mean, it must, it must be some a severe pull because I mean he's never really had any real injuries like that. Before. Well, he did have the knee injury. What was it two? Yeah, was it two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah and he that was a joint Martin. issue. I'm just talking about as far as like him pulling any muscles. Too, but the, yeah. the, the Warriors are, I think, now what 36 and four without him. Oh, yeah. they they play. Like, it's it's, it's not even it's not even a question. It's it's a fact. They play better team basketball yeah they pass way better they move the ball way better because they're not dependent on his iso and draymond gets to be more of a pivotal player <laughs> which too. just proves the point more that he's a luxury yeah he's not a necessity he's a luxury for that he's team. a hired mer- mercenary right. that's right. what he was yep. that's what he came in to do and and to to move to the eastern conference uh we've man. talked a little bit of just great about, series why i'm gonna be honest man i thought this series was gonna be quick. i did too i thought the bucks were gonna make quick work and win in five yeah now the now we are literally looking at the Raptors closing the series out. Kawhi's playing hero ball, man. It's been Absolutely unbelievable. I, I cannot like Danny Green, like he's played well. You know, the all these Jeremy role players. Yeah, the bench. It, my, Kyle Lowry's Kyle played Lowry's better. Oh, I've like, seen him. Where did, Van, where did he Vliet, come from? Van yeah, Van Vliet, Vliet. seven threes last <laughs> night. I, I don't get it. Like this Raptors team, and you got to give Nick Nurse a lot of credit because I did not expect him to have the coaching ability that he has. Yeah. But he has gotten this and the distractions around him with this whole Drake thing, which I don't give two shits about. He can do they, whatever they he become, wants. They've become the Toronto, Toronto's become a good, a very well run organization. This man. is what three of the last four years they've been in yeah. the East Conference Finals. Like yeah. that's saying something. And they've man. only been knocked out because of LeBron, man. right? And but so we might look at them that, in the finals for sure. And here's my thing about this. I, and I want to talk about this series in particular, but real quick, the way I see it is, and I, and I said this earlier, no matter who comes out of the East, I think the Warriors are going to make quick work of them because I don't think Giannis and that young Bucks team are ready. Mm. And two, I don't think the Raptors are, are 
good enough to beat the Warriors. Oh, and if Boogie, and, Boogie and KD returns, they're not going to know who's going to have an right, answer for that. Right, but know, it's, so. even if even if the Warriors are what they are right now, yeah. I don't think the Raptors match up well at all. They and might so, they might take them to five games. But that's what I'm saying. Marcus all, Marcus all, I'll give you this. Marcus all, um usually plays well against Boogie. That's, just just because yeah. I've watched Boogie's one of my all time favorite players. I love the guy being a big Kings fan. Um, so I've watched him match up with Marcus all before, and they've had some really good matchups. Sure, before, and they both will do each other. So. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think that that series would be over quick, regardless yeah. of what team it is. But with these two teams now, I, look, I really don't know what to expect because I could very well see the uh, Bucks going and winning the next two games because they are the better team. Mm. I could see Giannis going off. But since, I had the Bucks in six. Yeah, but, but since Kawhi started guarding Giannis, yeah. it has just been an onslaught. Yeah. I mean, the Raptors have been the better team since Kawhi, and you got to give Kawhi all the credit in the world. And that's why when people have been saying, like, is he currently the best player in the NBA? It's hard to say no. He's the best player in the playoffs right now. Because he's been so good offensively, averaging, I think, 27 a game, 28 a game. Like three steals a game. Three right steals now. a game. Ridiculous. And is shutting down the MVP of the NF- of the NBA. Yeah. Like that, that is insane to be able to do both of those things going on in one series against a team that won over so 60 efficient. Games. So efficient. I mean, I mean dude, it's on and, and, and yeah. here at the same time, you gotta criticize uh, uh, Eric Bledsoe and um, uh, yeah. Chris Middleton too, Not because they have up. both been awful in this. Well, series. they were good the first two games. They, but uh, okay, but the yeah. first two series, they mm. both were averaging at least fifteen points a game. Well, I think Chris Middleton was averaging twenty two. Toronto is a pretty damn good defensive team too, man. Yeah. So but at the same time, the Bucks. I mean, you're talking about home games where Chris Middleton, I think, had eleven points. Yeah. You're the second. De- you're the second best player. Yeah. On this Brooke team. Lopez got to step it up too. He's yeah. been he's been playing really well. He hit that playoffs. one game. Yeah. There's 29 points, I think it was, and, and and led the team in scoring and won the first game. I think it was game one. Right. But after that, he's just been downhill. So, um, I, I've been wrong the entire playoffs. So I, I'm not gonna be surprised <laughs> if the Bucks me. end up losing this series. But one thing I am confident about is I, I definitely believe that. Uh, the Warriors are going to wrap this up. They are the best team in the NBA. It's not really that close. This is the Warriors' season to lose. All, all respect to the Bucks. I just I don't see them to matching build, up. To, to, to build off that what you just said right now, do, does this if they win five or what four and five years, are they the greatest dynasty we've ever seen? There's no question. Yeah. I mean, I know we want to talk about the '96 Bulls and you know the two three peats and then you know the early Celtics teams, which I don't I can't do that. Um, just for the state of competition back then. But yeah, I, I agree. I think this is the best. I mean, as far as we've watched these guys grow from their youth and and carry, you know, this 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 wealth, this wealth of it, you know, just wins and championships and what is it? So four, four and five years and barely losing this, that 2016 series to a amazing comeback, which it should have been five and five years. Um, it's just I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, man, especially in the modern era with the most, this is obviously the most talented basketball in as far as talent pool we've seen in the NBA. And for them to keep doing what they're doing with all all these other great talents, it's just, it's incredible, man. And and it speaks to the way they play team basketball too, because they faced injuries before and they've still found success. I mean, obviously they have KD now and other luxuries like that, but yeah, I, to me personally, this is the best dynasty we've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, this is what I'll say to that because, like I told you, no, there's no question in my eyes whether they win this one or not, mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that if you look at throughout history, never at, at one time were there three guys in their prime that were Hall of Famers playing on the same team in their prime. Right. You've had the Celtics. You've had when well, they are groomed together. Yes, exactly. Which is, it's, it doesn't happen and hardly ever, you, man. And, and then you add one of the ten greatest players of all time in his prime later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but furthermore. The only time that okay they win their first their first uh, uh, title in 2015 against LeBron, and 
you know, you can't really use that against LeBron, even though people will, because Kyrie and Kevin Love yeah, were yeah, out. Yeah, Matthew Devil, Della Vadova, and yes. J.R. Smith. But but LeBron went all time on that one. Oh, absolutely. And they still won the series, they right? Won, what six games, five games? Six As games, very games. young players, they no one expected the Warriors to win that 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 the finals that year. Everyone mm-hmm. was picking Cavaliers and other teams. They were not picking the Warriors. They came out and shocked the world. The next year, LeBron finally has his two studs with him. Mm-hmm. They go on for the most historic series in NBA playoffs in NBA Finals history. Yeah. To me, I can't knock the Warriors for that one because I do believe Draymond Green did screw them over, but LeBron oh, yeah. and Kyrie had all-time great series, and LeBron did something no one's ever seen before. Well, and they had two more games to finish the series with Draymond. Right. I don't want to hear that. Exactly. So I, I will give I will give them the edge on the fact that he he gave them some he gave the Cavs a chance. Give them an edge. And they took it. Yeah. But I'm not going to knock the Warriors. Well, for that whole year that Cavs team was it was so frustrating at times to watch. They always played way better with their backs against right. the wall. Right, so, and 73-9, and nine, yeah. you know, they had the all-time record for wins in a single season. You know, Steph wins unanimous MVP, never happened before. Um, you have Klay Thompson, who's you know, averaging 22, 23 points a game. Uh, Draymond Green, who is just a utility freak that can do everything on the court. But he had like 16 or 18 triple yeah. doubles that insane year. depth on their, the on their roster. Option. Yeah, you have Steve Kerr, who's loaded with rings, has all the experience in the world, the best home court advantage in the world. LeBron goes Super Saiyan on him, wins the series leading in every single stat, to me, I can't knock the Warriors for that because, like I said, it was an all-time great series, and LeBron would have beaten anybody yeah. ever in some, NBA history in God, that he series. Went God mode on that series. The next year, they add Kevin Durant, yeah. and after that, it's a sh- it's 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 a wrap. Right. You cannot in it's any shit. it was a shit. <laughs> it's a shit. No, you cannot go through history. I challenge anyone mm. to go through history and show me a team more talented, more Hall of Fame heavy. Than the 2017, 2018, and 2019 Especially Warriors. right now with Boogie, too. That's what I'm if saying. Add that in. This is like, Not to mention, he's another Hall, Surefire Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have an entire starting lineup. Especially if he gets lineup. a ring this year. Yeah. Boogie's definitely And Andre Iguodala is messing around for a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there are guys on this roster. There's going to be four to five guys on this roster that are going to probably make the Hall of Fame. And they're all in their prime together. There has never in the history of the NBA been something like that. Yeah. And who's to say that it's over after this year? What if they go to six or seven straight NBA finals? Yeah. What and they, they win yeah, five they, or six. What if they lose them? KD and then go get Jimmy Butler? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that could very it's well happen. Like, I mean, it's not like they go, hey, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, thank you for showing yeah. up. We're done getting other players. Yeah. They could trade for Anthony Davis if they wanted to. That'd be tough. Get Kimba. They could find ways. They can, yeah, they can pick up free agents. Like you said, Jimmy Butler. Mm. You get a Jimmy Butler on that team. I mean, they're right back to being the best team in the NBA. Yeah. So, yes, there's no question in my mind. If they would have played the 96 Bulls, they would beat them in that series yeah. because the Bulls would not know how to handle that type oh, of outside jump shoot. Yeah. And they have too much athleticism. Imagine Steph. Okay, put Steph on who? Or who's going to who's gonna guard Steph on that Bulls team? Right. Steve Kerr, Ron Harper? Yeah. I mean, my God, you're going to pull him out 30 feet from the bucket? The Pippen KD would be a fun one to who's watch. Who's guarding DeMarcus Cousins? Right. Who, <laughs> who's guarding one? Kevin Durant? You can put Scotty out there. <laughs> I but think Scotty would be a But Scotty never matchup. guarded a seven-footer that can shoot from 28 no, feet no, no. out. Yeah, they, dude, it would be culture shock for those That's bad Bulls. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. They would have no clue how to do that. Yeah, yeah. So no offense to the Bulls. They were great in their time. But they would not have the single clue on how to be, and people beat are gonna. There's going to be backlash on me saying this, but I definitely think Draymond would have been able to hold MJ. Because look at the guys that MJ struggled against. Mitch Richmond? Yeah. You tell me Draymond's not a better defender than Mitch oh, Richmond? Oh, no, he is. He is. You tell me he's not a better uh, defender than Rod Strickland? Well, because well, Dr- Draymond's or, what, two or six, six, two fifty. Joe Dumars? Yeah. He's definitely up there with Joe Dumars as a yeah. defender. So, oh, yeah. And, and Joe Dumars Ju- locked MJ down on a few games. Yeah, Joe dude. Dumars was 6'3. That's what I'm saying. Gary Payton was 6'2. And Gary Payton, yeah, Gary Payton was with locked down. One leg? In, right. With one leg shot. Right. Uh, MJ I'm shot, not saying he would shut MJ down. Field. Not by any means am I saying he would shut MJ down. But I'm saying if those guys could lock him up in certain games and big moments, I definitely think Draymond has that chance too. 
So I think Draymond's more talented than those guys. There, there's not enough scoring on that Bulls team, is what I'm saying. My, mm. Mike would have to average 50 a yeah. game for them to have like a legitimate shot. And Pip, that Warriors and team Pip was, was such a streaky. Pip was such a streaky shooter. They don't. Yeah, like you said they don't have the perimeter shooters to. <laughs> Yeah, do two that. versus three doesn't it doesn't work, man. Right. You can score, and that's the other thing about the Warriors. They can score from 15 to 16 feet out with Kevin Durant being probably the best the best mid-range jump shooter I've ever seen in my life. That's what makes this this era of basketball so difficult to def- as far as defending the the pure scores nowadays. Because you, you got guys pulling up from the logo right. from midcourt, man. It's freaking it's it's, it's, it's harder to score in today's NBA than back then because back then you had everybody bunched in the middle. Now you have such a spread zone defense where they yeah. couldn't play zone back in the day that it makes it easier for you to guard against one on, or score against one on one. Well, imagine Dame's Dame's game winner from damn near midcourt this year, half court. I mean, imagine seeing someone just straight up squaring up and pulling up from that deep back then. Yeah. It just didn't happen. The guys would be like running and chucking their whole body to make that shot. <laughs> so just pulling God, up is unreal, man. I could talk NBA all day but for sure. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to go to break. When we get back, we're gonna talk a little Chiefs. Uh, we're gonna talk about Chris Jones not being in OTAs and. I got some thoughts on Sammy Watkins that I'd like to share with you guys, and it might surprise you. We'll get back to that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural appeal. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeerbrand on Instagram or Facebook. Midcoast Modern is a Kansas City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the mid-coast, and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. to offer a unique selection. Back at it again here on the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here in the Casey Beard Co. studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. What up? So we got to talk about the NBA, and like I said before we went to break, I could – Talk about that all day long. It's actually nice listening to both of you <laughs> Bro, guys just go. Yeah, we, could, we could do that all yeah, day, man. Hoops is my thing, man. I love, oh, I like love talking hoops. Too. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, our, some, of Trevor, really some of Trevor and I's earliest memories growing up in Spring Hill, Kansas, yeah. was watching NBA on TNT with my dad, you know, watching – you know, the Rockets and the Bulls and all these random Spurs teams. dynasty, yeah. the Kings in the two, early 2000s. Yeah, Man, we, we got to we really got to live that up. And we loved basketball growing up. So naturally, yeah. that's uh, something we'd love to talk about. But the thing we love the most is the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, we're going to get a chance to talk about them a little bit right now. So uh, let's get right to it. Uh, one of the biggest names on the Chiefs, so one of the best players on the Chiefs is uh, defensive lineman Chris Jones. Uh, he has not been at the OTAs yet. He did not show up at OTAs. And it's pretty simple as to why. The Chiefs haven't paid him yet, <laughs> and there's been a lot of speculation. He's in Florida, he's doing his workout in with Le'Veon Bell. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, we had Kent Swanson on a few weeks ago. We've had uh, Jay Binkley on, and uh, we will be having those guys back on very soon. But some of the things they had told us, and they've even said on air, was they don't expect anything to be. Um, any, there's nothing to really worry about yet. Mm. Um, these things are very normal, but at the same time, I think it's worth mentioning that. You know, the fact is that they're they're not, from what we've heard, to be any closer to a contract extension as it was before the, right as the season ended. Yeah. And I think it's something to definitely talk about because I don't believe that Brett Veach and Andy Reid and guys like that, especially with the position that the Chiefs are in right now, mm-hmm. I don't think they make any decision without it being calculated. And I'd like to believe that if they haven't given Chris Jones the money yet, there's got to be a reason. I've heard people say, well, maybe they're just figuring out the numbers. I don't buy that. I believe that the Chiefs know exactly what they want to give Chris Jones. I just wonder if it's not what Chris Jones is looking for. And that's when it starts to concern me a little bit. Mm. 
Because if they are going under what he believes he should get, which I think he should be getting around $20 million a year mm-hmm. for the next four to five years, if they're not offering him that type of money, I can't blame Chris Jones for not showing up. And I'm going to go as far as to say, even if he wasn't to play in week one, yeah. because as much as I want him on that field and as much as I would be upset that he's not on the field, if that be the case, I always take the player's side on this when it comes Absolutely. to contracts. Absolutely. Because I'm also a working citizen. Yeah, put yourself in their shoes, man. And I know yeah. my worth, and Chris Jones knows his worth. And as much as I love the Chiefs, us as fans know his worth too. Yes, yeah. I would. I, I hate it when I hear people when I hear fans bitch about. Well, you need to be there for the team. You need to no. This is their job. This is his well being, man. This is our entertainment. This is their job. If he doesn't so, say, he, it's their security. You know, it's like workman's comp. Say you don't get workman's comp if you have a, a career ending injury and your career is over. You get what you were, you were paid and that's, that's it. You're not in the hall of fame. You're not getting paid residuals for the rest of your life. You know? So he needs to get that security contract so he can set himself because he can go play week one and get hurt and be done for the rest of his career. He has to get the bag and he deserves the bag, man. So, I mean, it's just, I think he's going to get paid. I think, minute, I, I think, I think once we get that money on, you know, mid June from the Eric Berry stuff, he's going to get, he's going to get his money. Well, June 1st. We have to, him. We, yeah, we have to pay him. It's so it's I'm, not even a question. Either they're waiting on June first to hit, and maybe we'll we'll know more details on that. Like uh, maybe they haven't put anything out there because they don't want nobody to to know what they're working on. Maybe after June first, we'll we'll start hearing. You know, like uh, wh- what's going on? Where where's this thing going? You know, yeah. well, like we, yeah, like and, we, and, we and, talked about before, the guys, the age he is right now, he would we'd be getting out of his contract right before he's thirty. It's it's the perfect situation. We have the money to do it. Unless we're going to make another move that we don't know about yet for a corner or something like that. Trade Chris Jones for somebody? You don't want to trade him, right? I mean, I don't know. It only makes sense if we were paying him a lot of money already, and then you want to trade him and offload that contract. Like if you're not wanting to pay the man, why? Like why? What other reason would you have not to? It makes absolutely no sense not to have him with. Yeah. So like either they're thinking about trading him for somebody. Well, see, this is this is what I'm saying. Like this is where I, I. think that the chiefs need to start taking this seriously because you're also going to start getting fans to question what the hell you're doing. Cause like I said, yeah. I don't think the chiefs are just sitting here going, ah, we'll figure it out later on. Let me go to my you know beach house for a week and come back. No, this is, I think they're very calculated. Yeah. And what I'm hoping is that there's something different than what I'm anticipating. Cause like you just said, now we're starting to theorize, Oh, are they going to trade him? Right. Like that's the scary thought because I don't believe that the Chiefs can get anything for 2019 that's going to make 2019 the 2019 Chiefs better than what they would be with Chris Jones. So my thing is he's going to Trevor like you Trevor you just said he's going to be 25 this season. Mm. He's never had a severe injury in his career, never missed a game. And besides Aaron Donald, you can't confidently tell me there's a better player at his position. So my point is it's common sense. I don't care yeah. about the New England the Patriots coach that came in here. And supposedly, you know, like there's concern about maybe Chris Jones and him not getting along. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, there's no way they you, need to find no, a way yeah, to figure it out. There's no way you bring in Frank Clark and, and and give up a first round pick to bring him in here, and then uh, and then risk having the guy that you were wanting to pair him with that was going to make this defense dynamic up front let him sit out yeah, because it, you're not yeah. paying him. It makes no damn sense. It we doesn't. have we have uh, we have a good amount of money right now. We're gonna have even more mid June, so I don't know. It could be a calculated thing. But it could be nothing. It could just be him, you know, working out in, in Florida and we'll, we'll get him, a, you know, paid before the season starts. You know, that, that this has happened before with other players, but a lot of times though, it, it does end up being a sit out for, you know, a few That's weeks. what I'm worried about. Yeah, it could because happen. 
look, if it was the same system with the same coaching staff on the defensive side, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be concerned. I'd be like, oh, Chris Jones is familiar with it. Mm-hmm. He'll be there. They'll get him his, his contract extension when he gets it and sometime this summer. That's fine. Maybe in training camp they finalize it when he comes to town. Right. But that's not what's happening. We have a completely new coaching staff on the defensive side. Yeah. There are, what, seven new starters in the in the defense? Seven, roughly? Right. There's a, it's a completely different defense. Just, even if even if like someone could like talk to me and convince me that we can possibly trade him for something, I, I don't think there's any price right now, or any player right now that we could trade him for that I would accept because uh, Aaron Donald. Okay. Yeah. Realistically. That, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. I know, but you just said that. I'm, I'm like, saying, well, I take Aaron Donald. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because <laughs> to have he already knows. You know, he he's very he's already well entrenched in this culture. He loves it here. He wants to be a chief. He's already made that very clear. Um. He loves the coaches, all the guys, and he's a great locker room guy, great charismatic guy, you know. And I think him and Frank Clark would absolutely be just absolutely disgusting together. Yeah. And that's not something I want to disrupt. I want to keep that that core together. And I mean, if we're going to make a Super Bowl run this year, there's no reason to just ruffle the feathers even more than it's already been going on this 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 or you know off season. And, so, and, and Craig Stout even said on on Bink Show the other night um, on Six Ten Sports mm-hmm. Radio. Uh, he he said something that really uh, kind of floored me. I mean, Craig said that this defense has a chance to be elite, and that I, and I, I didn't agree. think about that. But when I you agree. when you start naming off the players in this defense, yeah, and if Spagnolo can put together a, a system like he did back with the Giants a, a couple times in, in his tenure, mm-hmm. it's not crazy. And yeah. so that's all the more reason why you need to get Chris Jones in here. Is is it great to have to pay a guy twenty million a year and he's not a quarterback? No. But I feel like Chris Jones is one of those few guys in the NFL that you mm. probably should. I think people are sleeping, sleeping on, the, on the Darren Lee pickup, too. Because the guy's a versatile linebacker that can... And he's cheap. And he can play coverage, yeah. too. If he needs to draw back, he's that guy that can do that, too. If you want to yeah. switch from the 4-3 to the 3-4. He's cheap, and he's on a and he's on his current contract year, mm. which means he's oh, going to try hungry. to ball out. Yeah, he's hungry. Okay. He's on a team this that is, he knows could get a ring, yeah. man. There's nothing he's more inspiring than that. He's 25 years old. I mean, he's got right. a lot of proving to do. And like I said, I think this defense is going to be so much better... And Chris Jones is the heart of that. More than Tyron Matthew, more than uh, uh, Frank Clark. Tyron than, is going to be the vocal leader of this defense, though. I get that, but I'm yeah. saying that Chris Jones, to me, is still the best overall defensive player on this defense, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. I, I would say Frank so. Clark, Frank Clark might with, be better than with that. The, okay, but hold on. With the season that he had last season, despite the fact of having so lackluster talent and defensive coordinator around him, to still have 16 sacks mm. and to still play at an all pro level games with a sack. Yeah, yeah. To have, to have an all pro level season with a 31st ranked defense around you to still get to the quarterback. Like now, now granted D Ford had a good season yeah. and, and Justin Houston was fine. D Ford even and Justin Houston that, fed off that, that push up the that, middle though. Yeah. Even with that, that defense was atrocious. He right. had nothing behind him, literally nothing behind him. He had the worst safety core in he the had NFL. No, he had no safety help. Yeah, their yeah. corners were atrocious. Nobody guiding them. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, so, no real good middle linebackers to, right. you know, no so, DJ And in he there. still shines so yeah. bright in big games on in primetime games. He didn't play well against the Patriots, but let's be honest. It's not very shocking when guys don't have great games against the Patriots. Right. Yeah. So my point is I think that – I think that Chris Jones is it has to happen. The Chiefs need to get this done quick before, you know, people in the in Chiefs kingdom, if you want to call it that, start really freaking out because I think that it's starting to get that way. I know it's only May, but training camp is coming soon. It's only two months away. We've yeah. we've we've quickly become a dramatic fan base. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. we've always been dramatic. I, mean, I know just, we've been yeah. always but I mean, but now that we we know that we're a contender now, yes. It's like we're like an official contender, not like you know, we're the favorites to win the Super we, Bowl. We've right been now. faux contenders before. Yes. <laughs> At this point, I'm I'm not freaking out on Chris Jones just yeah. yet uh it's otas it's not mandatory it's voluntary so i mean if you if he chooses to work out in florida and i mean if that's what he wants to do for right now you know kind of 
stay away from the city or whatever. Let so be it. Uh, I mean, it's just OTAs. I get it. Uh, I'm not freaking out. Once training camp begins and he's still sitting up, yeah, that's yeah, that's when I'm like, okay, okay, that this is serious. We need to get this well, shit. Like, well, at least Sammy Watkins is in the best shape of his life. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up Sammy because I actually want to talk about. Sammy I love my second. boy Sammy, dude. Look, Sammy Watkins is is a very um, I want I don't want to say polarizing figure in Kansas he's City because I don't guy. think he is. Yes, he's definitely weird. Yeah. Um, but as far as the football player is concerned, I, I feel like there's not like a definitive opinion on Sammy Watkins <laughs> in Kansas City. Like if I you love ask, I love his play. If you ask Chiefs fans, like, what's your thoughts on Sammy Watkins? He's one of those few guys you're like, you know, I, I don't know. Like yeah. I like him, but I, I don't know like enough about him. He doesn't play enough. Like it, it's not frustrating too much because the Chiefs had so much success last year. Mm. And in the biggest game of the season, he balled out with what seven oh, catches yeah. for 131 yards. He balled out in big moments without Tyree Kill. Oh, and he was obviously a big part of when our offense was firing at all cylinders. Yes. We saw the difference when we had him in the oh, lineup. Oh so. God, yes. I mean, he had he had humongous games this year. Yeah. The problem is, I think he missed seven games this year. Mm, yeah. That's two. That's a lot of games for a guy who's making 16 plus million a year. My see. I, I don't know what it is, but there's sometimes in life where you feel like you just know something and you're just so sure and you just know it's going to happen. This is how I feel about Sammy Watkins in 2019. Ooh, let me hear it. I think Sammy Watkins is going to, and, and I, you guys know me, I don't do my predictions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, already got I, have my, to just, I already got mine. I just have to go out and throw it out there. I'm just going to say it now so we can go back on the into the archives one day and, and see if how wrong I was or how right I was. But I'm going to say it now. Was it May 25th? I don't know. Okay, let me, let me just check my phone real quick. It is May 24th. I apologize. On May 24th of 2019, I'm going to sit here and tell you guys that I think Sammy Watkins is going to have a career year. Mm-hmm. He's going to have over 1,200 yards this season, and I Ooh. think he's going to flirt with 10 touchdowns. See? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm almost right on par with you. I have him for 1,147 yards. 13 touchdowns. Holy shit. Okay. See, I thought I was going to be hot take guy. Trevor just took it and just blazed <laughs> because, it. Uh, dude, I... Me being a big fantasy guy, I always I always draft Sammy in the in the fantasy draft, and I've always watched him because you know you always try to watch the guys. You obviously he's let me down a lot in his being hurt throughout his career, but I watch him. I've watched a lot of his his film. And I I love when he's healthy, man. The guy is he has elite skills. He has elite skill sets, not just being a, a field stretcher, but a great route runner. He's got great hands when he's when he's healthy, man. He can he can hit those he can you know hit those routes and catch some some tough catches. And I, he's absolutely great in the red zone. And I think the chemistry between him and Mahomes having this full offseason together again is, and, and then with obviously Tyreek being out of the picture as of for right now, I, I think he's going to get himself some touchdowns. And, this I, year. and I'm glad you brought up the whole Mahomes and him, his chemistry because yeah. I think that's an underrated part of right. Sammy Watkins with Patrick. Who has he had in the past? I've seen him in the Colts game and the Patriots game. Him and Patty have something. Absolutely. There's something there. Because like even like in that Colts it. game, you and I were sitting there on the 50-yard yes. line, Eddie, and that ball that he caught behind him and mm. saved Mahomes from that interception, there's a there's a trust there. Yeah. There's yeah, a like trust he, there. He slapped it from the air and it yes. kind of came It was down. incredible. Yes. yes. It was, yeah. yeah. That stuff that he's you, got hands, you can't man. teach that stuff. Yeah. Like that's that's instinct. And so he has elite skills. I truly believe Sammy Watkins is gonna stay healthy this year. I'm not saying he's gonna play all 16, but I, I can see him playing 14 games this year. Yeah. He can give us 14 games. Give me 14 games. And that's what I'm saying. Cause when he was playing. Not only were the Chiefs effective, but he was always effective. Mm-hmm. 
Very few games this year did he not, like the Rams game, he only started. He didn't finish the game. But most of those games, he was getting five, six catches for at least 70, 80, 90 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Like he I, have was him, I have him leading us in touchdowns this year. I like that because yeah. I could see that very well happening. I don't believe he's going to lead in targets. I don't believe he's going to lead no, in lead yards. I think Travis Kelsey is going to be that guy this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sammy, I think, will have a big year, not just because of the fact that he's going to be 25, 26 years old and he's entering his prime, hopefully. But also, he knows that under his current contract, he will not be in Kansas City next at, in 2020. Mm-hmm. He's owed like over 20 million in 2020. The Chiefs aren't going to pay. I him think that. Kelsey. I think Kelsey can break the record he set last year. I can see that too. Definitely, can. I can see him that and too. him and him and Sammy are going to be leaned on it's, so heavily this year, man. That, that would only be right for Travis Kelsey. He was done dirty last. Ah, year. That last <laughs> George game, Kittle. Oh. George Kittle. Oh. Two hours hey, later. Hey, two hours later. He's, George Kittle's Travis Kelsey light, man. That kid yeah. is he's absolutely. Bad, wait stood. till he actually has a good quarterback. Right. Right. My, my point is that I, I want. I, I'm. I'm glad that. You know, it wasn't as hot of a take because I, I thought was, I was yeah, surprised I'm glad, you guys yeah, with that. Yeah. But, but I think that Sammy, I do think this will be the year of Sammy Watkins. For sure. I'm going to say that now. And I don't, I know there's going to be fans out there that are going to probably think that's crazy. I know there's sports guys in Kansas City that think that's yeah. crazy. Because well, a Peter lot of people Schreger, don't believe Peter Schreger's, you know, he, he's very in, insightful and mm-hmm. has inside, um, you know, connections with Kansas City. And he's on, you know, Good morning, good morning football talking about how Sammy Watkins is looking great. He's getting information. You know, and no local, I heard like the guys on 16 were talking about, you know, we haven't been out to practice. We haven't no local, you know, uh, reporters have been out to practice to watch them play. So there's someone's leaking that information to Peter Schrager, you know, about Sammy looking amazing this year. And I'm, I'm on the I'm on the hype train, dude. I believe it. I think he's gonna have an absolute stud year. So yeah. I'm stoked for it. So I, I mean, we're, we'll just go out and say it. Me and Trev, Trev and I both believe he'll have close to, if not an All Pro season, close yeah, to an All Pro season. Yeah. And, I, and it's just something I feel, something I truly believe. And like I said, it, it must be something I truly believe because I never come out with my predictions this mm. early. I mean, fuck. Training camp hasn't even started yet, and I'm already making a prediction. Hey, we, That's yeah, all. I haven't even made my predictions for what I think Pat's stats are going to be either. So uh, let's 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 roster yeah. that, holster that one because I've five touchdowns. Okay, just chill the yards. fuck out. All right, all right, guys. So when we get back, um, we're going to have Eddie fill in the cracks for us because Ooh. I know there's some things for him to talk about up Chelsea. Um, and then when we get back after that, we're going to do our favorite. Let's hold the cell. We'll get back to all that after this. Casey Hemp Company. Your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City. Shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hempco. Casey Hard Goods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs. Specializing in reclaimed wood burned art and signs. And upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three here in the Casey Beard Co. Studios. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. What up? So we just got done talking a little uh, NBA. We talked a little uh, Chiefs. Well, now we're going to give Eddie Ortiz the floor, and he's going to fill in the cracks. So, Eddie, what oh, do we got this man. week in the world of uh, filling in cracks? Fill my cracks. Oh, man. Fill them. Within the last two weeks, we have officially found out uh, European champions uh, throughout the, their, their – uh, local leagues uh we got Bayern Munich being crowned champions in uh in Germany literally on the last game uh this was Frank Ribery's and Arjun Robbins uh last last ever game with that jersey where will they go after this will they retire will they what, what will they do we don't know yet but what we do know is that that was their last game their last trophy with Bayern Munich uh Moving on to Spain, we had Barcelona being crowned champions in their league. Um, obviously, amazing season. Uh, they couldn't capitalize in the Champions League, but overall, I think they had a 
they had a pretty good season, pretty good run. So uh, England, we had Manchester City being crowned champions literally on that last game as well. Uh, they beat out Liverpool by one point. In any other year, uh, I believe it was 98 points for the champion and 97 points for Liverpool, who were uh, second place. Any other year that it, it wasn't, uh, what was it, 2017 and 2019, Liverpool would have been crowned champions with 97 points. Any other year in in Premier League history, they would have been crowned champions. But obviously, in the two years that Manchester City broke the, the 98-point uh, records, they both uh, were champions. But, I mean, with 97 points, you it's so hard not to be a champion with 97 points, but Manchester City found a way, and they, they got it. Um, Italy, we got Cristiano Ronaldo winning his first ever Series A uh, championship. Uh, I mean, it was no surprise to all. I think this is yeah. Juventus' uh, <clears throat> seventh straight uh, league title, so it's been it's been a while since they lost lost that league title. So that's what I got for uh, European champions. Now we got uh, obviously we got two two finals coming up this weekend. Uh, well, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, we on Wednesday actually we have Chelsea and Arsenal playing the Europa League final. That's going to be a really, really good game. But like I said, I, I have Arsenal beating uh, Chelsea in that game. Chelsea, it's not a solid team. It's it's, it's kind of like uh, who can I compare it to in any other kind of sport? Um, they would be like the Raiders. Uh, no, it, it would be they would be <laughs> kind of like the, the Raptors. Like they're there, but no one believes in them. No one, exactly. no one expects anything. Exactly. So nobody expects a championship out of them. You right. know what I mean? Like, and th- this is obviously Hazard's last last game for Chelsea. Uh, it's sad to see him leave, but obviously, as to what report they're saying, they that Real Madrid has paid Chelsea 113 mil for for uh, Hazard. Uh, mm. It's not official yet. It cannot become official until June 1st. Um, so we still don't know if it's actually true or not. It's a but gentleman's agreement right now. Yeah. So, but what 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 they've said is uh, that uh, that deal has been done. We'll just have to wait and see if that's true. Uh, and then last last topic for this weekend would be we got Formula Formula One again this weekend. This uh, Monaco Grand Prix uh, out in France. Uh, what else? <laughs> what can I say other than Ferrari? Uh, they're pretty much out of it. That they, they, they haven't found the way. They brought upgrades to their engines, and obviously Mercedes did the same thing, and they literally blew them out the water. They increased their their gap by almost a second, which is in, it, it's crazy in racing. Uh, you got Red Bull catching up actually to Ferrari, and so it's a lot closer for second and third place than it is to first place. So we'll see what happens with that this weekend. But I mean, hopefully. Ferrari wins because well, don't sound too funny. sad, Eddie. Like if you could, <laughs> currently cutting my wrist. I mean, my God, I feel I feel like I'm listening to a Drake album right now, man. My God, you're killing me. Speaking that's of that's filling the cracks. I'll push a T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he can respond to the Bucks owner's daughter, but he can't respond to Push a T. Right. That I, stuff's I hilarious. What he's gonna do tomorrow? Hold that L. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I think the Bucks still win this. Series. I hope the Bucks win. Oh, well, hey Eddie, thank you for filling in the cracks. Let's give a hand for our guy yeah. real quick. Appreciate you, Ed. Appreciate you, Ed. But thank here, you, thank you. We are now going to move into our favorite segment. What what segment is that, boys? 
Hold this L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating oh L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold This L, brought to you by Casey Beard Company. Casey Beard Co. for the last five years has been providing men with uh, bearding uh, skin products to give you everything you need to take care of your beard and skin on a daily basis, giving you oils, balms, soaps, and waxes made with 100% organic ingredients based out of Kansas City since 2014. Kansas City Beard Company. Look them up at caseybeardco.com. All right, guys. It is time to give out some L's, and I feel like it's been forever since we've done this, and we, we've had a plethora of candidates, but I know we singled them out. And I think Eddie and I, we didn't tell each other what we had, but I think we came close to having the same one. Cause you were dropping hints before we started recording. So I'm glad you did that because I'm really excited about mine. I really hope Trevor doesn't take mine because I might throw out a two piece. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Eddie, give us the one who is holding, who is a holding the L for one Eddie Ortiz this week. This is kind of like an awkward L I would say. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to, to Clay Thompson. Uh, reason is, <laughs> The reason is it's is, pretty savage, isn't it? it, it it's, it's pretty funny. Kicking fun. him while he's down. <laughs> Shit. Oh, he's really down when he's about to win another championship. No, I know, I know, but no, his, I, his personal recognition. But, yeah, but with him being uh, pretty much excluded from uh, the all NBA team. Once again, yeah. Uh, I mean, you you pretty much lost uh, a max deal for next year. Up or, to $30 million. Yeah, so. Mama. That, <laughs> That on its own, it's an L, man. Like that's brutal. I don't know what the media has against him, but in his personal life, I think that's a pretty big, big L. And I'm sorry, dude. I I apologize, but you gotta hold this L. <laughs> might so, as well just just stay in Golden State and, and win six more championships. I mean, shit. <laughs> might as well. Rough life, you know. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he's still gonna make well over a hundred million in his right. contract, yeah. but <laughs> no max deal for him. But it does yeah. suck, and you <laughs> could see you could see the frustration in his face in his last interview Absolutely. with the media. Yeah, so. in the interview when he found out that uh, he had, he didn't make the team, he. You can tell he was he was pretty pissed. pissed. Yeah. He was pissed, and for That's anybody rough. to think that he's not one of the fifteen best players in the NBA oh, yeah, is absolute yeah. insanity. But regardless, Eddie is handing him out. So Clay Thompson, <laughs> go ahead and hold this. I'll sure you said it still. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say hold this. I mean, we're sitting here talking about a guy like I said. He's about to, he's about to win his what fourth championship. I mean, what a loser! I know. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make over. He's gonna make two hundred million in his career. He's gonna have multiple. He's already got multiple championships. That's why I said it's more not even thirty a, yet. I, I, that's why I said it's kind of more like an awkward. L. Yeah, <laughs> like please hold this up. Like you're 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 fine. It'd but... be funny if like during his press conference, like Eddie walks up and holds hands him an L, like right in the middle of that press conference. Like oh, this is for you, sir, from the spoken picture. podcast. Give him a great. toaster with the L on. Yeah, it. this is from the spoken podcast. You have a good one, sir. Just like walks away, get tased. All right, Trev, who's holding the L for you, man? Mine is going to Magic Johnson, man. Um. Ooh, it's not the best L, but I feel like I had to 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 use this one because I feel like the guys. I growing up, I loved Magic Johnson. I always loved who he was. He's such a likable person, and everyone that knows him tends to say good things about him. He's a very likable guy. He lights up a room. I, I I've been smelling facade on him these last few months with the whole unexpected exit in, in L.A. I feel like he couldn't handle the pressure of being disliked for a little bit there. 
Um, and obviously, I don't think he was very competent in doing his job because he even made it very clear when he was on first take. And I'll get to that more in a second. Um, when he was talking about he, he has his he told Jeannie Buss that he has his businesses and those are those are priority number one because he makes more money on those side with those businesses. And he was going to be in and out with those businesses. So I would I would have that would have been I'm not hiring you right there if I was Jeannie Buss, regardless if he's close or not. You don't hire someone that doesn't make that job their priority number one. Um, he went on first take and he was he kept reiterating, you know, that. He doesn't. He doesn't have no ill will with the Lakers. He wants the best for the Lakers. You know, he kept making it clear he wants the best for the Lakers, and then proceeds to go on to absolutely shit on the Lakers organization. <laughs> so it made absolutely no sense to me. He and he publicly was going on there and, and just shitting on Rapalinka, totally throwing him under the bus, uh, passive aggressively throwing Genie Bus under the bus. It, if that's he not threw a foul, Genie under herself, right? Yes. <laughs> so I just, crazy. I just, I don't know, man. It, and I still love Magic. I think he's a great guy, but I don't. I think he. I think he has to be liked, or he's gone. Like I don't feel. I feel like he can't be disliked because you look at everything else he does, and he's successful at everything else. So when he wasn't successful at something, I feel like he just quit. So I feel like he has this kind of the quitter mentality when when shit hits the fan. So if that's on an L, I I don't know what is. And it just it just it rubbed me the wrong way, man. When he went on there, and I know Snoop Dogg was on Undisputed talking about well. Magic, you know, gave us clarity. Okay, but you're missing the whole point that they're trying to bring people. They're trying to LeBron's trying to recruit talented guys here, and now you got Magic, one of the most influential, most one of the most influential people in sports. Period. On there, just totally shitting on the organization and the moves that they made, and and, and the way they treated him. You know, and it's just how is that going to help LeBron or Genie, you know, progress and move forward? And it just, it was so backwards to me. And it was like a backhanded compliment when he was on there the whole time. It was like, this, this is, this is, he was like, build it up with the shiny thing and then it's, then it's shit at the end. So it's like, I don't know. I, it just totally rubbed me the wrong way. And for me, he's, he's got to take that L. So, well, I will say this real quick. Um, I like that magic was super candid and honest about some of the things he said. Right. Even if it made him look bad. Right. Um, I do like that. He did tell Jeannie bus that he was, you know, that those businesses are more important to him. Right. And I do believe him because obviously I do show, too. And I do believe if the, if the, the Lakers, why, why accept the job, if that's yeah, the case. I, but I'm saying if I do believe that the Lakers were doing better and let's say they were a perennial playoff team mm. right now and they were even getting far into the playoffs, he would not have quit. Right. And second of Absolutely, all, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think Jeannie, I think Jeannie was listening to magic when he was telling her all these things, the initial conversations of him becoming the president mm. that she was hoping, yeah, you're saying that now, but once you get into the job, you'll appreciate it and you won't worry so much about those other jobs. Yeah. She was hoping he would change and he didn't. Yeah, he actually see. stuck with it. So although I do agree with you, I do respect that magic did stick with what he said he was going to do. And he does like to be like, cause we've talked about this on our show before, right? The Rob Polinka venom that he spewed. I didn't like that. See, cause that hurts the organization. It cause he, he's the guy in the front end. Yeah. Trying to work him and Kobe. How I know Kobe's gonna, in yeah. there too. Trying how are you going to hope people? for the best for the Lakers? That's and then basically it's, say it's an oxymoron. Yeah. They basically say the guy that's running things now, you can't trust him. Right. So I mean, how does that help the Lakers so or now, LeBron? All they can hope for is that LeBron has enough uh, enough of a pitch and he goes on to, to say, go and get some I guys. I think LeBron is going to turn this organization around. You know, he goes on there and says his whole little spiel, like, "Bro, you just shit on that organization." Yeah, you made right it now. look like they're incompetent. You just shit on the guy running the show, Rob Palenka. Yeah, yeah. it's like, bro, how are you going to? You're not helping LeBron. You're not doing him any favors right now. LeBron's probably just sitting there at home, like with his hands up, like, yeah. Well, like, LeBron didn't even know that he was quitting. Emoji. LeBron said he found out on TV. Right. So, yeah. like, I know. Clearly. Yeah, I watched, yeah, I watched the so show. So Magic fucked yeah. up in the way he handled yeah, yeah, all yeah. this. I do respect him. I love Magic Johnson. I just feel like that's an L to me, man. Like, uh, yeah. you, you totally, you, you totally, it was a backhanded compliment. It was so yeah. passive aggressive, and it's just, ah. so. Let's go ahead and uh, ask magic johnson to uh 
hold this L. L. Thank you, uh, thank you, Magic. Magic. We appreciate Johnson it. We'll send, it we'll send it. We'll send it. Positive, positive L. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm just gonna play this like audio. It? Yes, I'm gonna play it through the speaker, and you're just gonna have to deal with that oh, because fuck. just 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 hold on for a second because I'm telling you, it is worth your while because. <laughs> This honestly blew me away. Please don't tell so me it's one of those. Oh, is, oh, yeah, it's going to be that oh. This is the end of uh, the spoken podcast, guys. Sorry, we apologize. All right, here we go. Yeah, what they like to do is a couple things. We'll work on his feet so he's got more discipline through all of the routes. He's got his Jesus. feet in the, in the right position. Be more disciplined as far as in every all his fundamentals, <clears throat> excuse me, that he does. The other thing is follow through on his reads. Get to the second and third reads. All of these are things that happen in your second year. The game plan against Mahomes. Now, you can say, was there any game plan when he had 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards? But, yes, there's a game plan. New England did it twice uh, in their games, and they did it for half the game but couldn't sustain it. Keep him in the pocket. Take away that first read, and all of a sudden now, the guy gets in trouble. <laughs> People get paid to talk on TV and just, say shit like that. I just like want that. a moment of silence for a second. <laughs> Put him in the coffin. Put. We literally just heard someone say to take away Patrick Mahomes' first read and he will get in trouble. Charlie Casterly used to be a GM in the NFL. Yeah. He is now a paid analyst for NFL Network. One of the worst, by the way. Everything he says. And he just said. Literally, word for word, Literally. take away the first read of Patrick Mahomes and this guy will get in trouble. Hey, Trev. Hey, Eddie. Do you guys remember that one time in 2018 when Patrick Mahomes led the league in passer rating in the pocket? Mm. Did anybody forget that one time where you said take away his first, you know, take away his first read? Does anybody remember those all those times when Patrick Mahomes was running outside of the pocket? And I don't know, made game-breaking plays with his left hand. 49ers. Outside of the pocket when yeah. he threw against the Ravens. He had the most touchdown passes outside of the pocket and most the highest rating pass? outside of the pocket. Highest rating outside of the pocket, <laughs> most touchdowns outside of the pocket. Those weren't first reads. Did you not watch the San Fran game? I mean, that play alone just crushes that whole take where he scrambled going to the left and then yep. almost falls down, gets his hand on the turf and turns around on the goes runs to the right and then chucks that in between three defenders. Unreal. Listen, I try my best to be as as respectful as I can to the yeah. people out there that are making takes because I know I have Welcome. some stupid ass takes myself, but this is literally the stupidest <laughs> take I have ever heard when it comes to a football player. You cannot convince me right now. And I'm not just saying this. You cannot convince me that Charlie Cashley has actually watched Patrick Mahomes until he can actually come up with something better than that. I refuse to believe this guy actually studied any film of Patrick Mahomes this year because you can't watch a single quarter, let alone a game, let alone a season of Patrick Mahomes playing football and tell me that's actually factual. So I don't want to keep going on this because it's going to end up making me flip my microphone over, but I cannot believe that someone who has paid money to talk football and has actually been entrusted with a franchise to build a team yeah. could say something that careless, that irresponsible, and quite frankly, that fucking stupid. So, Charlie Cassidy, please retire. And while you're at it, go ahead and hold, hold this, this L. Because that I, I just yeah. I don't understand. I saw how that you can too. Say that. I knew I, I figured one of you guys were gonna have that one. That yeah, it was that was rough, man. Rough to listen to that. A guy's highly paid too. He's one of the yes. He's on NFL he's Network. A senior analyst, right. man. Yeah. So I, he's seen better days. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say it like that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, 
in that, um, I really appreciate all of our listeners. Guys, we're so glad to be back here uh, yep. for episode 14. This has been an absolute blast. Like I said, guys, we're really things are really starting to take off. I know when we missed last week, I know you guys actually care because we had a lot of people hitting us up and asking us why the hell we didn't do the podcast. Having some withdrawals. Man. You know what I'm saying? So I, I totally get it. Just consider that that was our MJ first retirement. But we're back man. from baseball. <laughs> we're back from baseball doing what the we do best. The investigation on me is over. So exactly. yeah. <laughs> Like I said, just blame Lance. This is our flu game. We're back, kids. All right. So, but no, Hung thank, over. thank you guys over. so much for listening. Uh, we will be back again next weekend for episode 15. We got another cool announcement we want to make next week about what we're going to be doing with the podcast moving forward. And we hope to have your guys' support in doing so. Uh, we're going to have new guests coming on. We're going to have older guests coming on. So just stick with us. We're going to have a lot of fun with this show as the as football gets closer. Yeah, Jenna, James, Jenna Jameson's on next Jenna week. Jenna Jameson right? will yeah, be okay. on next week, but she's not going to talk. She's just going to make noises. So <laughs> in that. <laughs> God, ride the mechanical All right, we just got kicked off. We just got kicked off the Apple Podcast. It's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> you gotta mark this one explicit now. And, that, and that's what happens when you're off for a week. Holy shit! Oh, man. We rusty. So in that, guys, in that, from the Casey Beard Co. Studios for Eddie Ortiz for Trevor Twidwell, I am Lance Twidwell. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week. But until then, we out of this. Bunch. Adios. See ya. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to Spoke. I might actually stick, I might actually stick around for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>